0: Welcome to another episode of Bitch Say What. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you won't miss a thing. The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only. This podcast may contain graphic descriptions, adult language, and situations. Viewer discretion is advised. Wow, this is very legitimate. Feel like I'm an episode of Forensic Files. Welcome to another episode of Bitch Say What. This is your girl China here to give you your dosage of serial killer knowledge. Today, I would like to talk about the Green River Killer, Gary Ridgway. Ridgway was born February 18, 1949, in Salt Lake City, Utah. His home life was somewhat troubling, and many people described his mother as domineering and have said, while young, he witnessed more than one outburst between his parents, His father often came home complaining about the presence of sex workers on his bus route. Ridgway had a bedwetting problem until the age of 13 and his mother would wash his genitals after every accident. He would later tell the defense psychologist that, as an adolescent, he had conflicting feelings of anger and sexual attraction towards his mother and fantasized about killing her often. Ridgway's first documented attack was at the age of 16 when he led a six-year-old boy into the woods and stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. The boy would later survive the attack. Ridgeway was held back in high school because of his dyslexia and it's said that his IQ was recorded as being below 80. After Ridgway graduated from high school in 1969, he married his 19-year-old high school girlfriend, Claudia Cragg, and joined the U.S. Navy and was sent to Vietnam, where he served on a supply ship and saw combat. During this time in the military, Ridgway contracted gonorrhea from his frequent sex with sex workers. Even though he was angered by this, he still continued his sexual activities without protection. Throughout his deployment, he cheated on his wife numerous times. But when he came home to find out that Craig had had an extramarital affair, he ended the marriage within the year. Throughout the 1980s and 1990s, Ridgway is believed to have murdered at least 71 teenage girls and women near Seattle and Tacoma, Washington. In court statements, he later reported that he killed so many that he lost count. A majority of the murders happened between 1982 and 1984. The victims were believed to be either sex workers or runaways whom he had picked up along Pacific Highway South. Ridgway sometimes showed the women a picture of his son to trick them into trusting him. They would start their sexual activity and after minutes of intercourse from behind, Ridgeway would wrap his forearm around the front of their necks and use the other arm to pull back as tightly as he could, strangling them. He killed most victims in his home and in his truck. Most of their bodies were dumped in the wooded areas around the Green River, Seattle-Tacoma, International Airport, and others were dumped within South King County. There were also two confirmed and another two suspected victims found in Portland, Oregon area. The bodies were often left in groups, sometimes stood and modeled, usually nude. He would sometimes return to the victim's body and have sexual intercourse with them. Ridgway later explained that he did not find necrophilia more sexually appeasing, but having sex with the dead reduced his need to get a living victim and so thus far limited his exposure to being caught. Because most of the bodies were not discovered until they were only skeletal remains, three victims are still unidentified. Ridgway also would contaminate the dump locations with gum, cigarettes, and written material belonging to others. And he even moved a few victims' remains across the state lines into Oregon to confuse the police. In the early 1980s, the King County Sheriff's Office formed the Green River Job Force to find the truth about the murders. The special unit included members like Robert Keppel and David Rankert, who occasionally interviewed serial killer Ted Bundy in 1984. Bundy offered his opinions on the thinking, behavior, desires, and and reasonings of the Green River Killer. He suggested that the killer was revisiting the dump sites to have sex with the victims, which turned out to be true, and if police found a fresh grave, they should stake it out and wait for him to come back. Ridgway was arrested in 1982 and 2001 on charges related to prostitution. He became He became a suspect in the Green River killings in 1983. Even though Ridgway passed a lie detector in 1984, on April 7th of 1987, police took hair and saliva samples from him. Around 1985, Ridgway began dating judith lynch who became his third wife in 1988 lynch claimed in a 2010 tv interview that when she moved into the house while they were dating there was no carpet detectives later told her that he had probably wrapped a body in the carpet now in the same interview she described how he would leave for work early in the mornings some days apparently for overtime pay Lynch guessed that he must have committed some of the murders while working those early morning shifts. She claimed that she had not suspected Ridgway's crimes before she was contacted by the police in 1987 and had not even heard of the Green River Killer before that time because she did not watch the news. Arthur Moorhead interviewed Ridgway in prison and said that while he was in a relationship with Lynch, his kill rate did go down, and he truly loved her. Of the 49 known victims, only three were killed after he married Lynch. Lynch then told a local television reporter, and I quote, I feel I have saved lives by being his wife and making him happy, end quote. The samples collected in 1987 were later subjected to a DNA analysis providing for his arrest warrant. On November 30th, 2001, Ridgway was at the Kentworth truck factory where he worked as a spray painter when police arrived to arrest him. Ridgway was arrested for murdering four women nearly 20 years earlier after first being identified as a subject when DNA-linked semen left in the victim to the saliva swab taken by the police. The four victims named in the original accusation were Marsha Chapman, Opal Mills, Cynthia Hines, and Carol Ann Christensen. Three more victims, Wendy Cofield, Deborah Bonner, and Deborah Estes were added to the accusation after a scientist identified microscopic spray paint spheres as a specific brand and composition of paint used at the Kentworth factory during the specific time frame when these victims were killed. When questioned about Ridgway after his arrest, friends and family described him as friendly but strange. His first two marriages resulted in divorce because of infidelities by both partners. His second wife, Marsha Winslow, claimed that he had placed her in a chokehold. He had become religious during the time of his second marriage, going door to door, reading the Bible out loud at work and at home and insisting that his wife follow the strict teaching of their pastor. Ridgway would also frequently cry after sermons or reading the Bible. Despite his belief, Ridgway continued to solicit the services of sex workers and wanted his wife to participate in sex in public and inappropriate places, sometimes even in areas where his victims' bodies were later discovered. According to women in his life, Ridgway had an insatiable sexual appetite. His three ex-wives and several ex-girlfriends reported that he demanded sex from them several times a day. Often he would want to have sex in public areas or in the woods. Ridgway himself admitted to having a fixation with sex workers with whom he had a love-hate relationship. He frequently complained about their presence in his neighborhood, but he also took advantage of their services regularly. Some have speculated that Ridgway was torn between his lust and his staunch belief in religion. Early in 2003, Seattle Television News reported that Ridgway had been moved from a maximum security cell at King County Jail to an airway Heights minimum medium security level tank other news reports stated that his lawyer led by anthony savage were closing a plea bargain that would spare him from the death penalty in return for his confession to the number of green river murders on november 5th 2003 ridgeway entered a guilty plea to 48 charges of aggravated first degree murder as part of a plea bargain agreed to in June that would spare him from execution in exchange for his cooperation in locating the remains of his victims and providing other details. In his statement accompanying his guilty plea, Ridgway explained that he had killed all the victims inside King County, Washington, and that he had transported and dumped the remains of the two women near Portland to confuse the police. Prosecuting attorney Norm Maling explained his decision to make the deal saying, "'We could not have gone forward with seven counts, "'but that is all we could have ever hoped to solve. "'At the end of the trial, whatever the outcome, there would have been lingering doubts about the rest of these crimes. This agreement was the avenue to the truth. And in the end, the search for the truth is still while we have a criminal justice system. Gary Ridgway does not deserve our mercy. He does not deserve to live. The mercy provided by today's resolution is directed not at Ridgway, but towards the families who have suffered so much. On December 18, 2003, King County Superior Court Judge Richard Jones sentenced Ridgeway to 48 life sentences with no possibility of parole and one life sentence to be served consecutively. He was also sentenced to an additional 10 years for tampering with evidence for each of the 48 victims, adding 480 years to his 48 life sentences. Ridgway led prosecutors to three bodies in 2003. Ridgway confessed to more confirmed murders than any other American serial killer. Over a period of five months of police and prosecutor interviews, he confessed to 48 murders, 42 of which were on the police's list of probable Green River victims. On February 9, 2004, County prosecutors began to release the videotape recordings of Ridgeway's confession. In one taped interview, he initially told investigators that he was responsible for the death of 65 women. In another taped interview, he claimed that he had murdered 71 victims and confessed to having sex with with them before killing them a detail which he did not reveal until after his sentencing in his confession he acknowledged that he targeted prostitutes because they were easy to pick up and that he hated most of them he confessed that he had sex with his victims bodies after the murder but claimed he began burying the later victims so that he could resist the urge to commit necrophilia Ridgway later said that murdering young women was his career.